Welcome to Nearly Clickbait. This is Danny Wynn with uh, my guests, George Pham and uh, Colin Higgins. What's so, up? Yeah, you guys can introduce yourselves. All right, George, you're going first. Oh, it's me? All right. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm not looking at the camera, so is this going to look weird? I'm George Pham. Uh, I'm a junior at Michigan State University, media and info and English major. Uh, what's up? What's up? I'm Colin. I am going to look at the camera. Um, I am a technically a senior, but I'm doing a fifth year because fuck COVID. Uh, edit that out. Um, media and info major. So Colin has been on the podcast before, but this is George's first time. So George, you want to tell us a little bit about like, you know, what's your involvement like in telecasters and how it's been like for you at MSU currently? Yeah, for sure. So I uh, kind of started uh, my videographer filmmaking journey through Telecasters. Uh, I found out about them through participation, and I just found out about um, a couple of the shows, and I ended up getting involved with more of them. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into the world of videography and filmmaking and cameras and all that. Uh, and then uh, more recently, I've uh, been involved with uh, the Impact 89FM radio station where I do I'm the visual media director there. I do all their concert videography, photography, music videos and stuff like that. So more recently, I've kind of been involved with that. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I do a lot of uh, music video related content and I also still do uh, filmmaking and more narrative work uh, as well um, with telecasters and such and um, just other projects. Okay, that's cool. I have a question, George. What's up? What shows are you on? I am in, well, I was in Video Now, Giraffe House, and Turn, um, but obviously, as you guys know, we haven't really been doing much, so um, those are my big three ones that I was uh, involved in. How about you, Colin? Do you have anything you want, you want to say? I mean, I just think it's funny that uh, my involvement on this podcast has come full circle. So the first time I was on was last March. And it was the last thing that ever like telecasters did that entire year because of COVID. And I remember it, the, the feeling was so weird sitting there doing that. And then fast forward to a year later, I'm currently locked in my apartment with COVID. So it's just, just come full circle, baby. Nice. <laughs> so one unique situation that we're all in is that like uh, we're all in an in-person class right now. We're like one of the few people out of like the entire campus who are in an in-person class. So Colin, do you want to talk about your experiences with like how that's been like? Uh, I mean, it's been pretty nice to have, you know, to be able to actually like see people face to face in like a work environment and like collaborate that way. So it was honestly, like I thought, that so I mean eventually like I was I who got COVID first in the class and like potentially risk like shutting all that down um I thought it would happen a lot sooner though but I just didn't think it'd be me <laughs> um but it's it's really fun to like kind of be one of the very few people who does get to be in like an in-person class and kind of like start to get to what was normal so if you uh, you guys didn't know, you guys listening, we're all in a class called Advanced Camera and Lighting. So um, it's like 
you're learning all about gaffing, camera work, you know, different lenses and how they would like, how to get like the perfect image you'd like. So George, do you think that this is a good call? Like uh, having a class like this, like in person, like rather than like just make it online, like every uh, other class? Yeah, I think it's great, Danny. And uh, Colin pretty much hit it on the head. Like it's it's awesome to be in person. I look forward to this class every week. Um, and I, even Brian, our teacher, Brian Cush, expressed to us like, there's no way this class could have functioned online. So just based off of what he's saying, like off that alone, I mean, yeah, it's it's awesome to have it in person uh, versus online. And and there's it's specifically with lighting, there's nuanced things that he's teaching us that you just wouldn't be able to see. He just wouldn't be able to teach us online and you wouldn't be able to see it with your eye unless you were there in person, like very subtle um, backlighting techniques and things like that shadows uh you just really have to see it and um i think the class functions really well uh everyone masks up the class is relatively small we're in a big space um and we're kind of moving around and uh, be handling equipment so it works well and i think other classes other mi classes that are similar uh for example like multicam could benefit from the model that this class has kind of set i i definitely agree like multicam productions even like the filmmaking one and two classes, like yep. classes that you need really need like, like hands-on work. It's almost impossible to do online. Yep. But one thing that's like really like surprised me so far is that I thought that I'm like knock on wood, it's been saved so far. But uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Just wait one sec. He goes shh. That is the most Zoom thing to happen. Yeah. You know, just a dog barking in the background. <laughs> and the thing is, it's because I was knocking on the table, like knocking wood. But okay, what I was saying is that I thought that we would shut down, like not going to lie, because like usually stuff like this would shut down, but like the Spartan Bit program has been like kind of effective. Like it's, it's like a really cool thing to have at MSU. That's what uh, like tips. Uh, me off so like obviously in order to like be in this class MSU makes us participate in this Spartan spit thing where we deposit or spit and they test for COVID and so we have to do that every week before class like a couple days before class so I went on Monday and I was not feeling any symptoms or anything did my spit and then Wednesday which is the day we have class that morning I got an email from a professor and he's like, you can't come to class. Which here's what I find weird though, is every time I tested negative, they would get back to me within like 24 hours. So like Tuesday, I would know you're all good. When you test positive, they don't reach out to you until like 50 hours later. It's like, like I got my, I found out from an, um, our professor, not even the people who like have my results which I thought was very weird. Do you think there might have been something wrong with like how the sample was taken then? Because I think that might have happened to my roommate. So the other a couple of days ago, he tested positive, but then later on, he tested negative all the way through. And like, I also tested negative. I mean, I went and got like an actual test done and uh, I was still positive, but I just think I it was funny how like, I even mentioned that to them and they're like, yeah, we also think it's weird how other the people find out from like a third party not even from us first yeah <clears throat> yeah you think they want to be quick about that 
Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, so the way that the spit tests work, the way that you get confirmation is there's like three tiers, green, yellow, red. Green is like, you're good. Yellow is like a weird in between. And then red is like, you can't come in. It's not a confirmation that you have COVID per se. It's like, you just can't come in. So I guess basically you have COVID. But um, I was gonna say, yeah, sometimes it's kind of weird. They get, they have weird times. Like if MSU wants to harvest our DNA and create like a army of clones, I mean, I, it's fine. It's all a lot of, lot of us to clone. <laughs> so me and Callan, we're like, we're doing the same thing where we're both seniors right now, but uh, we're taking like another year in order to like uh, uh, finish off the, uh, the minor we're in, fiction film minor. Yeah. So I feel like that like helps us like with um, internships and like, uh, like, like giving us like extra opportunities for that and like an extra opportunity for like in-person classes like uh, next year. Uh, what are your like future plans for like, how are you approaching like internships and jobs and stuff like that, uh, George? Yeah, so that's a great point. I mean, you know, it obviously, it obviously sucks for anyone that's, this might be their last year or this is what they were planning on uh, to do internships and apply to jobs and stuff like that. Um, just because everything is moving remote and, you know, for our career field, that's not ideal. Um, for me personally, I mean, I had an internship at WKAR, which I know that you have as well, Danny, and they are they're, um, a PBS station. They're affiliated with Michigan State. So they have not onboarded any of the interns. So that was literally just one opportunity, one internship that I was planning on having would have been great experience. And it just totally got killed by COVID, uh, which sucks. Obviously, I'm still a, technically an intern there, but um, the, the uh, opportunities are very few and far between. And that's not to their fault at all. You know, it's just kind of the way it is. And, uh, you know, knowing that I, I knew I had this internship, that was my plan for the rest of the year. It's a year round paid internship, perfect. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I have opportunities to do another year long internship or maybe a summer internship. So I've just been kind of applying to some of those. I actually just got an apprenticeship slash internship uh, at a marketing firm doing video stuff um, year round. So, I mean, that's a perfect opportunity. I'm very thankful to have that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's been hard, man. I mean, I know a lot of people whose internships have just flat out been canceled. They made their plans around it. Some are, you know, like uh, living arrangements and it just got, you know, either severely restricted or it's just not happening anymore. So um, yeah, that's kind of the deal with it. I mean, with that, there's also more online opportunities like remote stuff, which is more convenient. So I'd say, you know, look out for some of those. One interesting thing is that Spartan Vision right now, like a, like a job on campus, they're allowing people to work for them. But since there are so many budget cuts with like all that's happening this year, not getting paid, I think we're still like getting provided free meals or whatever. I can't say we, cause I haven't been working for them, but like, that's like one of the reasons why like, oh, maybe like I could do something else. Because like, you know, it's just completely different this year. And even the roles have been like reduced significantly because like no one's even like inside the stadiums in order to watch the videos. So yeah. like, they don't have to be like super high quality, you know? Right. Yeah, budget cuts is a big thing moving forward, especially with uh, if you're working with uh, an entity that works off of uh, like land grants and uh, stuff like that, just get, getting money from the government. Budget cuts are huge. I mean, yeah. I mean, in an industry where knowing people like gets you jobs, 
it makes it especially harder to get an internship when all like they're reducing the amount of internships they're giving, which means that like you have to know someone. You can't just be someone who applies. You know, they, they see something in you, they like you, they bring you on, then you get the connections that lead to the next thing. Like you have to have a foot in the door already, I feel like now. Yeah, it's, it's making it harder to get your, yeah, like you said, Colin, your foot in the door, um, just because it, I think it's even uh, another like level dimension of difficulty to that, that is you're networking with people online now. So you're not really getting that face-to-face -face connection where you're like physically working with them. You know, you're seeing a person on through a webcam kind of deal. And not only that, your opportunities to travel and like the other opportunities for like internships for like to open up, like they're just not there anymore. Cause like their, their budget cuts are like all the way down and like there's just not many projects because it's just so hard to get a lot of people inside like facilities, especially with like, uh, you know, the distance, social distancing and stuff like that. So it's yeah. been tough. So I've been looking at a lot of remote internships. Like um, I think at A24 Films, I've been seeing like some like remote. I feel, I guess they're convenient because like they're still like offering like what, 20, 30 hours a week, but like being able to work wherever you are, I guess that's dope. There's definitely ways you can like make the most out of, you know, like working remote. Like I had a friend who graduated um, last year and he got a job with Microsoft uh was supposed to move out to seattle like start working but they moved everything remote so he was just for the last year traveling to different states living there for you know weeks at a time and then just working remote there he's just seeing like the american west like super cool he was in arizona he was in utah uh was in la it was just like a really cool way to you know when you're not tied down to somewhere you know a little more freedom that's a great point colin i mean uh <clears throat> with I mean, not that like we don't have that microsoft money to be able to do that but <laughs> yeah no that's sweet i mean look, with a remote internship i i mean pretty much you can do your job anywhere with a laptop and internet connection that's pretty powerful um but you know with a production job though if you're not on set you're not doing production which kind of sucks but you know like an editor you can do that anywhere definitely so lately I've been thinking more and more about uh, grad school because seeing as the industry, how it is like right now, how it's like, I don't know, I'm hoping that with the vaccines, it'll like, you know, make a bounce back. Like I'm expecting like a bounce back like next year, but like I've been also thinking about like, instead of going working right away, like just going to grad school, like finding opportunities like in grad school to like continue like, you know, learning and like, uh, taking on more like side, you know, production jobs and experience and stuff like that. Like, taking on like, more, more loans as well, I'd imagine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, there's pros and cons to it. Yeah, I, I thought about that too. Um, obviously, like there's some professors here that have connections to, you know, like film schools and stuff who, who like they make it their goal to help get you in. And, you know, it's like kind of one of those things where it's a, it'd be a great opportunity if you just, if you got in and something that I don't think anyone should really pass up on, but, you know, it's just not more school. Exactly. And like, and not only that, you have to have like the will to like, you know, like actually like 
dedicate your life and like studies and like so much of your time to like grad school and because like that stuff's like hard it's a lot of like hard work and like you know and usually people with master's degrees they're known as like oh experts in their field and it's good like it's a lot of work yeah so like definitely. just pros and cons to it definitely a personal decision with the industry being the way it is with like theaters uh opening up a lot of movies they're like doing like the dual like streaming and like releasing in a theaters like at the same time how do you guys feel about that do you think that could be a way for like theaters to be like killed off in the future well kilo um i'll, I'll speak on that colin i mean <clears throat> even before COVID, we we're seeing things released exclusively to streaming platforms tailored online content not just in film you know like youtube vimeo these things are video platforms that are strictly on the internet um i don't i don't see COVID. This is the natural progression I see of filming or uh, filmmaking, just like going towards online. But COVID definitely accelerated it. Will theaters be killed off? No. I mean, that's going to the movie theater and watching something on like what, like an 80 foot screen, that's never going to change. But um, we're definitely going to see more stuff being tailored to the viewer at home on their TV. Yeah, I, I really just noticed that uh, the other day. Um, uh, a trailer came on and it was like in theaters now and on HBO Max. And I was the first time I ever saw like, oh wow, like the theaters are actually open. Like honestly, I didn't even know. Like it wouldn't even like occur to me to like go to a theater right now because it's been so long that I just kind of forgot it existed, you know, which is kind of sad. Um, but I do think, I don't think it will die. I think, I mean, there's something that's like so unique about like being in a room with a bunch of like your friends uh, or like a bunch of strangers and like watching something together and like really enjoying it. And like, I mean, I think we all can remember a few times when we were at the theaters and something happened and literally like you couldn't even hear the dialogue because you were laughing so hard. Or like one time I was, was with my parents, we went, they wanted to go see The Greatest Showman and we were there and we were watching it. And this girl next to us, she wasn't even with like with our group. She was so invested in the movie that she like started talking to the screen, and it was the funniest thing ever. Like she was yelling at Hugh Jackman, Jackman's character, like "Don't you fucking do it!" And we, we all like died laughing in, in this serious moment because it's like we were all sitting there in one room together, like so invested in something. And I think that you can't really like kill that was that like an opening night uh opening night no it wasn't even opening night it was like a noon showing somewhere like there was not that many people in the theater but like this high school girl next to us <laughs> was out there with her friend and she like it was if you guys seen the movie there's a scene where you know hugh jackman's character is like might you like you think he might cheat on his wife with this girl and like you obviously you don't want it to happen and she was just so invested in making sure that he he knew that he was messing up i agree with you there's nothing like going to theaters and like just it's like a whole experience like being there with other people and you know like feeling all the same emotions together and like you know seeing the narrative like progress together because I think last time I went to like an opening night was uh, Avengers Endgame and like it was, it was like a whole like event type thing like it was packed people were like laughing crying like it, it was like insane I've never seen anything like that that was cool yeah 
I also went to opening night. It was, it's awesome. <laughs> I was also on exactly. opening night. I think everyone. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> you know what opening night too, Colin, for that film? Yeah, I was. Yeah, everyone went opening night. It was insane. <laughs> Usually at the end of these podcasts, we like do like a small type of game. So the game that like I picked out is like the log line game where like I read out a log line and then like whoever, uh, okay, last time we did this in person, so it was different. Like, I guess this time whoever like just blurts it out, blurts out the movie first after uh, I finish the log line uh, gets a point. So like, yeah, do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get it. Okay, so like I think whoever gets to let me see how much time we have. Whoever gets to 15 points first wins. How about that? Sounds yeah. fair. Okay. Let me pull up my list. The lives of two mob pitmen, a boxer, a gangster's wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwined in four tales of violence and redemption. Reservoir dogs? I don't know. I don't know that one. Uh, Can you repeat it? Okay, I'll, I'll repeat it. The lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster's wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwine in four tales of violence and redemption. Oh, oh, Pulp Fiction. Is it Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction, yep, got it. Point go. like the, the, the diner bandits was like the final thing that like, I got it. Diner bandits, yeah. I might have like enunciated a little bit <laughs> to get you guys to know it. Okay. So actually, let me keep track on my notepad so that I know where we're at. Colin. One. Takes an early lead. Okay. You guys ready? Yep. A thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream sharing technology is given oh. the inverse task of it's planting an idea in the eye. You got it? Yeah, we, 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 that's an easy one. You can split the points on that one. <laughs> okay. I'll get like one and a half and like, okay. One and a half and a half. Let's do that. Okay. During a preview tour, a theme park suffers a major power breakdown that allows its cloned dinosaur exhibits to run amok. Jurassic World. Yeah, I'm gonna. Or, I'm gonna guess. George, uh, I could, I could finding Nemo on that one. Uh, I was really drawn a blank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I need to go for a harder one. Cloned dinosaurs. Oof, yeah. Ooh, I don't know what that is. Not many of those. Not many of those movies out. <laughs> okay. You guys ready? Yep. A washed-up superhero actor attempts to revive his fading career by writing, directing, and starring in a Broadway production. Birdman. Birdman. Got it. That's good. That's a good one. Um, just wait one second.
Okay. After discovering a mysterious artifact buried beneath the lunar surface, mankind sets off on a quest to find its origins with help from intelligent supercomputer HAL 9000. 2001. 2001. I said it first. Okay, yeah. you, you can I'll take have it. To say, can take I'll, it. I'll have to say George. It only makes things interesting in the long run. <laughs> hmm. Okay. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. The Thing? The Thing? Yeah, you got it. Thing. I've never seen that movie. <clears throat> so so many of these movies, like, their plots are so, like, you know, like, so well-known in pop culture. You don't even yeah. Need to see Except for that clone dinosaur one. That one still eludes me. <laughs> okay. A screenwriter develops a dangerous relationship with a faded film star determined to make a triumphant return. This might be a harder one. This uh, is definitely a harder one. Is it a Spike Jones film? Spike Jones, no, it's not. Here, how about I give the director and if you guys can uh, guess it then. Repeat the log line first and then, then you can go to the director. Okay. A screenwriter develops a dangerous relationship with a faded film star determined to make a triumphant return. Once upon a time? I mean, I need the director on this one. Yeah. Okay. Billy Wilder? No. It's a Sunset Boulevard. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no? It, okay. Move on to the next one. Oh, this one's going to be a difficult one. A troubled child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home world. E.T. Point, Colin. I gave you that one. <laughs> okay. Loki, that movie used to terrify me as a kid. Not like <laughs> the whole movie, but just like the first scene when like He's taking the trash out and he sees E.T. Like that shit used to be. That was so much expense in that. Like, I would not want to take the trash out after that. He's terrifying. A young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where a simmering uneasiness. Okay. Who got it? The George? George got it, yeah. Okay, get out. Nice. Okay. Uh, an angel is sent from heaven to help a desperately frustrated businessman by showing him what life would have been like if he never existed. Oh, it's a wonderful life. Wonderful life. Nice. Classic Christmas movie. Classic Christmas. Two astronauts work together to survive an accident that leaves them stranded in space. Gravity. Gravity. Oh, damn it. That was close, but yeah. Alan. There was an internet, internet lag there on your part, George. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might have been. I remember uh, we, we both watched that in uh, Intro to Film. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That was cool. Um, okay. 
Held captive for seven years in an enclosed space, a woman and her young son finally gained their freedom, allowing the oh. boy to experience the outside world for the first time. Room. I literally felt like that this whole time in quarantine when I'm locked in my apartment. That's the exact vibe I have going for me right now. Honestly, I always get confused between, like, Room and, like, what's a Tommy film? Is it The Room? Tommy Wiseau, what the disaster artist was like about? Oh, I honestly haven't even seen that. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. I always get confused between the two titles. Sorry, like this site's giving me like a list of long lo- log lines and like some of them like I don't even know a bunch of them I don't even know the things of but they're not giving me the titles. Okay, a weatherman finds himself inexplicably inexplicably living the same day over and over again. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Nice. Okay, it's Colin eight and a half and George three and a half right now. Not looking good. <clears throat> yeah. Just hope I don't blow an eight and a point, uh, a five point lead. <laughs> okay. Two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, hunt a serial killer who uses seven deadly sins as his motif motives. Seven. Seven. Nice. Seven. Classic David Fincher. A small-time boxer gets a supremely rare chance to fight a heavyweight champion in a bout in which... Wait, who said that? George. Wait, did you say Rocky? Yes. Yes. Okay, you got it. Nice. Wait, did you? I mean, I said Southpaw. <laughs> I'll just give you the point anyways because yeah, that's a pity point. I mean, yeah. but honestly, it's really it's easier to do this in person over Zoom. Like, you get like you the get audio the... gets cut off. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why. That's whatever. What we working with. Okay, the lives of guards on death row are affected by one of their charges, a black man accused of child murder and rape, yet who has a mysterious gift. What was the first part of that? The lives of of guards on death row are affected by one of their charges, a black man accused of child murder and rape, yet who has a mysterious gift. Oh, the Green Mile. The green mile, nice. Ten and a half, Colin. George, four and a half. Okay. Let's see. A depressed suburban father in a midlife crisis decides to turn his hectic life around after becoming infatuated with his daughter's attractive friend. 
I know it. I'm gonna let give George a chance. Uh, I don't know it. <laughs> American Beauty. American Beauty, nice. Fun, fun little side half. story about that movie. Uh, so it came out like what, like 1999, and my parents like saw like you know it was like up for Academy Awards, and my mom was like, oh, like that's supposed to be pretty good. So she told my dad to run to a blockbuster to go, you know, rent the movie. He goes and he comes back with American Pie. And they say it like halfway through the movie and they're like, this is up for an Academy Award? That's so funny. <clears throat> I think my dad funny. purposely picked the wrong, like, I think he was just like, nah, we're watching American Pie. <laughs> yeah. American Beauty is too serious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A mentally unstable Vietnam War veteran works at a, as a nighttime taxi driver in New York City, where the perceived decadence and sleaze feeds his urge for violent action. Again, I know this. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Here, here, I'll go for a different one. Here, how about scratch that, scratch that. They dropped the name of the movie in the log. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? Just give that point to George and move on. Give Man, give a point yeah. to George. Just no, for the no, I don't need these pity points. That's a Colin. <laughs> okay, okay. How about this one? I'll this one specifically for you, George. A seventeen-year-old aristocrat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious, ill-fated RMS Titanic. Oh, that's got to be Jurassic Park too. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> Here, I'll give oh you another point, six and a half. Yes. Who writes these? Like these log lines are like. Pretty I'm sad. not sure if they're just so well known that like everyone can get them, or they're just so easy. You know, like they give point, away like, the movie like Titanic. It's just whatever, you know. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, let me see. This looks interesting. When their relationship turns sour, a couple undergoes a medical procedure to have each other erased from their memories. It's one of my favorites. Sunshine. Sunshine, yes, you got it. Seven and a half, you, George. If anyone listening to this hasn't watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, they definitely should. It's really good writing. I haven't, I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it? You should. It's like I, I knew I knew the movie though, but I I haven't seen it yet. Okay. A self-indulgent and vain publishing magnet finds his privileged life upended after a vehicular accident with a resentful lover. This looks really hard. I don't even. I, I don't. I don't know this movie at all. What was it? Was it the Great Gatsby? I mean, that dude does get, you know, hit no, by a car. I'll, I'll just, uh, do you have any guess, George? No. Vanilla Sky? So apparently a Tom Cruise movie? I've never seen oh, it. Oh, I've heard of that, but I've never. Oh, I've never heard of it. Okay. A boy who communicates with spirits seeks the help of a disheartened child psychologist. Six cents. Six cents. Nice. 
12 and a half to seven and a half. It's being close. 78-year-old Carl Fredrickson travels to Paradise Falls and is home equipped with balloons and inadvertently taking a young stowaway. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Down. Five down. I'll, I'll, I'll give the point to George because I know George is... We know he knows it. <laughs> I mean, if that movie is a tearjerker, let me just is, tell you that. Is, that movie is pain. Yeah. If you, that scene where if your eyes up. aren't like creating puddles by your feet after the first five minutes of that movie, like you're a psychopath. <laughs> that first opening, like five minutes, is pure pain. Oh, pain. pure pain. This is kind of unrelated, but have you guys seen Soul at all? Oh, that movie's so good. Everyone, everyone, I know it's on my list because everyone tells me it's really good. My, like my friends are. Like, you will have an existential crisis at the very Pixar, end. Pixar, and it's a Pixar movie too. Like it's insane what they're doing now. Really? Oh, like, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah like if you look like that, and then if you look, like Inside Out, like they they've they've got to the, they've gotten to the point where they're no longer just making kids movies, and they're trying to just figure out like the human condition like yeah. i don't know what they're doing over down there wherever they're located but no, they're they're not doing kids they're not doing kids movies anymore it's amazing though because it literally appeals like to literally everyone of all ages like their market audience is like everyone it's insane okay In the distant future, a small waste-collecting robot inadvertently embarks on a space journey that will ultimately decide the fate of mankind. Short circuit. Short circuit. You got it. I'll give you a point. Nine and a half. Sorry, the fire truck is going by right now and the dog is... Okay, we're good. A 17-year-old high school student is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-traveling DeLorean. Back to the future. Back to the future. Nice. Nice one. A young soldier in Vietnam faces a moral crisis when confronted with the horrors of war and the duality of man. Apocalypse now. No. Good guess. I don't know. The duality of man. It's a uh, oh yeah. I mean, if I give the uh, it director, platoon? it might. Huh? Is it like uh? Is it not platoon, but a uh, full metal jacket? Full metal jacket. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, like, I just remember that one scene where one of my professors showed me, like, it's, like, a scene where, like, a bunch of, like, the soldiers died and, like, literally the main character, like, talks, goes in a whole spiel about, like, the duality of man. Oh, wow. Or, like, no, like, on the helmet, he, like, wrote, he he did something and then it, it was supposed to represent the duality of man. So that's how I, like, remembered it. Okay. Here, how about this is gonna be the last one then? This one is gonna be worth 
uh, ten points. Was, so whoever gets whoever yeah. gets this wins. This better be some like someone something hard. Like this, this can't be like a Pixar film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't be the Lion King. You can't be the Lion King. Make it an obscure art film. Yeah, obscure art. Like, just Google like random log line and then just, that's just just do pick any there. existential French art film and that'll be hard enough. Anything French. Okay, how about this? Cleo, a singer and hypochondriac, becomes increasingly worried that she might have cancer while awaiting test results from her doctor. Black Swan? No. It, no? Uh, okay, any, I was going to say, like, shit. <laughs> um, my Sister's Keeper? My Sister's Keeper? No. It's like the only movie I know about cancer. It's uh, Cleo from 5 to 7. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> A French art film, okay? Okay, but since no one got that last point, I'm going to say it's a tie. It's a draw right That's now. Fair. Then. That's fair. <laughs> it's a draw. We can, sell this. we can sell this later, George. I can get behind yeah. this. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys for your time. I know, like, this is, like, kind of unorthodox because, like, you know, people are busy and whatnot. And, like, thank you guys for, like, coming on, like, a last minute. Because, like, yeah, no problem. couldn't find anyone. Yeah. But, like, um, if you guys... uh want you guys can check out nearly clickbait on our youtube channel we have the video version on there and on the impact website for the audio version uh i think that's it then see you guys thanks for having me yeah thanks for having us too george bye danny